Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time of day it might be where you're listening, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith. This is your fitness and faith coach, Mike Kipp, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. In this episode of the Fitness and Faith podcast, we'll talk about the importance of walking, and you'll hear the story of three preachers who took a fishing trip and did a little walking on the water. We'll also visit with Eric Payton, who is the Connections Coordinator at Lutheran Church of Hope in West Des Moines, Iowa. Eric also happens to be a golf instructor. Enjoy. Let's talk about walking. Walking is to move your body at a steady pace by lifting and setting down each foot in turn, never having both feet off the ground at once. Now, that clears it up for you. You know what walking is now. I'm glad I could clarify that for you. Walking is a great form of exertion for a multitude of people. It gets a little cardio work, some resistance training, and burns some calories. There are very few of you taking in these words at this moment who cannot walk. You don't need fancy equipment or a track. You can walk just about anywhere. Walk down the street. Walk through the halls at work. Walk around your house. Walk around the airport instead of sitting while waiting on your flight. Walk up and down some stairs. Walk on the beach. There's no excuses for not walking. Those last few sentences reminded me of Dr. Seuss. And some of you are like the unnamed character in the book who Sam I Am was trying to convince green eggs and ham were good. I hear you. I will not walk here or there. I will not walk anywhere. I will not walk in a house or with a mouse, not on a train, not in the rain. I will not walk on a boat. I will not walk with a goat. I will not walk here or there. I will not walk anywhere. Come on, people. Try it. You might like it. Here's a couple of questions for you. With whom would you most like to walk? And where would you most like to walk to? I might suggest walking with God through this thing called life. God's Word mentions walk or walking over 200 times. We read that Enoch walked faithfully. With God. Noah was a righteous man and he walked faithfully with God. Abraham and Isaac walked faithfully. We read the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. Jesus walked on the water. Peter walked on the water for a little bit. Those who were lame walked after they encountered Jesus. And how about this? Even though I walked through the darkest valley, I will, I will fear no evil, for you, God, are with me. God's Word lets us know how to have a great walk with God. Walk in obedience. Walk faithfully. Walk steadfastly. Walk among the worshipers. Walk before God in the light of life. Walk blamelessly. Walk in freedom. Walk in the ways of the good. Walk in the ways of insight. Walk in wisdom. Walk in the light of the Lord. Walk righteously, walk humbly, walk in His paths. Walk praising God, walk in the light of God's presence, walk by the Spirit, 
walk in the way of love. Walk in the truth. I like this one. Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. And one last one for you. And Jesus said, get up and walk. Try it. I think you'll like it. It's time once again for a little fitness and faith funny. Two old preachers and a young preacher were fishing from a boat in a small, beautiful lake. One of the old preachers needed to go to the bathroom, so the young preacher said he would drive the boat to the shore. No, no, said the old preacher. This is a great spot, and we don't want to lose it. Then the old preacher got out of the boat and walked on the water to the shore. The young preacher was amazed, to say the least. When the old preacher returned, the other old preacher got out of the boat, and he headed to the shore, also walking on the water. The young preacher couldn't believe his eyes. The young preacher sat silently in disbelief, staring at the water surrounding the boat. When the second old preacher returned, the young preacher decided he would set out to shore, walking on the water. He got out of the boat and immediately plunged into the water. He came up gasping for air and climbed into the boat. Determined to show his faith, the young preacher said a silent prayer and then once again left the boat, only to submerge in the water once again. As the young preacher was treading water next to the boat, the old preachers looked at each other, and one said to the other, Do you think we should tell him where the stepping stones are? As most of you know, I use Advocare products. One of my favorites and one of the company's best-selling products is called Spark. Spark is a unique blend of 20 vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that work synergistically to give me a healthy and balanced source of energy, mental focus, and alertness. I drink Spark twice a day, every day. There are 10 flavors from which to choose. Cherry, green apple, grape, fruit punch, mandarin orange, pink lemonade, mango strawberry, watermelon, limeade, and blue raspberry. Many of you have decided to make changes in your intake and exertion routines that can cause some fatigue. Spark will give you the, well, spark you need to push through and finish the important tasks of the day and still have energy left to give your family all that they need from you. Get some spark in your life by clicking the link attached to the picture of spark on the fitnessandfaithpodcast.com website. Sign up as a preferred customer and receive 20% off all your Advocare product orders. Join me. Spark your life. You'll be glad you did. Today we are joined by Eric Payton. He is the Connections Coordinator at Lutheran Church of Hope in West Des Moines, Iowa. Eric also happens to be a golf instructor. Eric, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, can you please tell us a little bit about Lutheran Church of Hope and your role with the organization? Yeah, so uh, like you said, I'm the Connections Coordinator here at Lutheran Church of Hope. Uh, it's in West Des Moines. Um, we're a fairly large church. There's about 20,000 members, uh, six different campuses. But basically my role is to help people get connected into groups. Um, you know, the church that size, it's very difficult to, um, 
it's easy to get lost, you know, in, in the, in the sea of people. So, um, that might be through one of our group space classes, uh, small groups, interest-based groups, men's room, women's ministry, uh, whatever that might be. Uh, so I've been in this role for about three years now, been at Hope for four, and then, um, also have the, the side gig, I guess you'd call it, as a golf instructor. Awesome. Now, you said there's six campuses. Are those all right around um, the same place, or are they spread out all over the place? Yeah, so they're all in the Des Moines area. Um, five of them are in the Des Moines area, and then we just opened a new one in Ames, which is about 45 minutes north of us. That's where Iowa State University is. Good old Iowa State. They did some spoiler stuff this year. Yeah, they did. They did. That was kind of fun to watch, even though I'm I'm not uh, – that's not my main loyalty, but uh, – yeah, they're fun to watch around here. I love uh, that. I don't know if there's such thing as a new tradition, but I guess there is. Um, at Iowa, at their football games, this year they started a new tradition with that children's hospital. Did you hear anything about yeah. that? Yeah, we heard quite a bit about that. They were, uh seems like it was featured on some news story just about every week this year. And, um, yeah, I'm... I'm a Husker, so that, that pained me uh, to, to hear from the Hawkeyes doing something kind of cool every week. But That, um, is, that is needed. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. For those of you that don't know, um, I think there's a children's hospital they built right next to the stadium. And uh, mm-hmm. between yep. the first and second quarter, everybody in the stands turns and, and waves and acknowledges those, uh, those kids up there that are, and their families that are fighting. Uh, you know, some pretty rough stuff, and it's really a neat, yeah. neat thing. Yeah, yeah, it is very cool. Well, can you give us a little of your background and how you ended up in ministry? Yeah, so um, it's a little bit of a winding story. Um, I grew up in Des Moines, uh, went to church, uh, but never really made faith my own, just kind of adopted the faith of my parents. Um, and then after high school, went off to uh, the University of Nebraska, um, where I studied PGA golf management. So basically that's an ag business degree. Um, and then I was also able to get my PGA class A certification at the same time. Um, and then near the end of my college career, I started getting more interested in faith. I actually had a little bit of a health care. Um, so that really brought me back to the church. Um, and then when I graduated, I started my job as a club pro. Um, was all over the Midwest in Nebraska, Iowa, Colorado, Kansas. Um, and just kind of realized that that wasn't the career I was looking for. Um, I wanted to spend more of my, you know, the, the weekends, the nights, that stuff with family. And, um, I wasn't able to do that. So I was originally got into the golf business, obviously, because I loved playing golf. Uh, but I found myself working a lot of those times, those off hours and rarely playing golf myself. Um, so then when I was working, in Des Moines, I started serving at my local church, um, just because it was something that I could, I could do in the church. Uh, since I normally work Sunday morning, I didn't really get to go to normal church worship like, like most people. Um, so I taught an eighth grade boys confirmation class and loved it. Um, and so a lot of my friends and family kind of realized that golf was not sitting well with me as a, as a career, um, and started to encourage me to go to seminary and, I think like a lot of people, I resisted for quite a while. Um, I didn't really want to go back to school. It was, it was, you know, just something I just finished and thought I was done with that. Uh, but eventually started looking at Dallas Theological Seminary. Um, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do around that. Um, but a friend of mine around that time got connected with 
Um, Aaron Campman, I don't know if you know that name, but he's a former NFL player, played defensive end, I think a little bit of linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. Um, and it turns out that he uh, he went to Dallas Seminary while playing, uh, took some on- online classes. And so I ended up getting his email from my friend, um, shot him a message, was like, you know, just asking if I could ask him any questions. Um, and I can still remember his response. And he just said, call me and his phone number. And uh, I'm a big Packer fan. I grew up a big Packer fan. Um, and I'm from Iowa. And Aaron Campman was from Iowa, too. Um, so he was kind of a sports idol of mine growing up. So this was kind of a big deal when he said, you know, here's here's my cell phone. Just give me a call. Yeah, that would be. Um, yeah, yeah. So we ended up talking for about 30 or 45 minutes all about school and faith. And um, we didn't even talk about football until the very last minute when he brought up the possibility of retiring soon. Um, and so after that conversation, um, I just really knew that I was going to apply to DTS. Um, ended up getting in, um, took some classes there. Um, but at the same time, I was still a golf pro, and I got offered a job at a, a really great course in the middle of Kansas, um, Hutchinson, Kansas. It's called Prairie Dunes Country Club. If you're a golfer, might recognize that name. It, at the time, I think it was a top 20 golf course in the country, and now it's maybe 29 or something. Um, so I ended up taking that job because it was such a great opportunity. And I, you know, just the ability to experience that golf course was uh, something I couldn't pass up. Um, and then it was about a year and a half after I got there, um, I got a call from my dad who had been diagnosed with late stage pancreatic cancer. Um, and we all knew that he didn't have much time left, so I decided to end my golf career, move back home to be with family, and um, really focused on a lot of my online classes. And um, So then it was around that time when I got connected to the church that I'm currently at, um, was in a volunteer role for about a year, transferred school to Bethel Seminary, and um, then this role that I'm in right now opened up about uh, three, three and a half years ago. Um and so I moved into there. Awesome. Uh, how did you How did you end up at Nebraska? Was that golf? How, how did you end up at the University of Nebraska? Yeah, so um, when I graduated from high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I loved golf. I loved playing golf. And I kind of had a little bit of a desire to um, try to make it um, on a tour. I knew I probably knew I wasn't good enough to make the PGA Tour, but you know, made play some little tours and just have an opportunity to play the game as much as I could. Um, and Nebraska was the closest big school that had a PGA golf management degree. So um, went there, and I think I kind of went because I liked the big school feel um, and, and all the other PGA golf management schools around my area were, were very small schools. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was – I was met with uh, – some funny looks around Iowa that you're going to Nebraska? Really? Why? It was almost like I, I was committing treason. Can you describe your physical journey for us? How how your physical journey grew and, and that led to, to golf and fitness? Yeah, so um, I grew up playing all the normal sports, baseball, basketball, soccer. Uh, didn't play much golf at all, really. My, my family is a big baseball family. My dad loved the game. My uncle's a local high school coach, and my cousin's trying to make it in the MLB. Um, he's in, in a lower level in the Cubs organization. Um, but that was always my favorite sport, my activity. 
in high school, um, up until high school, I mean. And then um, I got connected with a, a friend group who were all golfers, and that was kind of it was a newer game to me, but it just came really naturally because I wanted you know I wanted to be around them, and then they were on the golf course, and so we went out and played golf, and and at first I just loved it because I was good at it, and um, and so to me it wasn't something that I would do to stay healthy or physically fit. It was just fun and competitive, and I could beat other people, and that's what I liked about it. Um, and then after my my professional playing days were over, I really went through a process of um, trying to learn how to enjoy the game and enjoy the physical exercise part of it. Because um, I know I hit my playing peak performance about five or six years ago, and I'll, I'll never reach that point again. So once I realized that, I actually started to hate the game. Um, and it was more frustrating than enjoyable and um I, do, I had to come to a place where I valued um, things other than competing about it. And so now I really enjoy the exercise, the community, you know, the peacefulness about it, the challenge, rather than my ability to beat someone. Um, and so I had to kind of open my eyes to what, what physical exercise is and what it looks like because I guess my tendency would just to be assume, you know, weightlifting and running and that sort of stuff to say, healthy and and that's not really stuff that I enjoy doing um so I really had to find something that I loved doing that was physical exercise um because otherwise I wouldn't do it if, if it was just all based on my ability to you know uh discipline myself to just wake up every morning and go weightlifting go running go whatever whatever it is then I wouldn't do it right. but if I, it's something I really enjoyed doing then I would I would find time to do it why do you think both physical and spiritual development are important for us? Uh, for me, I think it's a stewardship thing. I mean, the Bible says, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. And oftentimes I think that we think of that as a money or a resources, uh, you know, verse. Uh, but I think it also applies to our bodies and our health. Um, so we got to take care of the things that God's given us. And what, what he's given us is a body and health. Um, and the longer that we're able to stay healthy and active, uh, the longer we're able to contribute to the growth of his kingdom. Um, plus, it, the Bible also says that our bodies are God's temple. So um, I'm sure you hear that all the time on, on your podcast, but um, I think actually treating our bodies like it's the place where the Holy Spirit lives is important too. Right, and I, I want people to understand, you know, the more fit you are, the more energy you're going to have. And mm-hmm. it may take some time to... You work on your temple, but the more efficient you are, the more energy you have, uh, the more you're going to be able to do. And um, a lot of times I run into some pastors, especially, that are so worn down, and right. and some of them don't realize that's because they're not getting enough physical activity. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I know this answer that I'm uh, to the question <laughs> I'm going to ask you. What is your favorite form of exertion? Yeah, well, obviously golf, but um, I enjoy any type of physical exertion where I can either listen to music or a podcast or, or even have a conversation with someone because um, that's just kind of my time to, you know, space out and get, get out of um, whatever the stresses of life um, are on me. Um, and I really feel like that's a special time where I can spend with God and hear from him through songs, sermons, through other people's stories, whatever that is. Um, and I also just enjoy 
you know, being able to connect and build a relationship with someone. Um, so I think that's something that's special about golf is that you can exercise, you can enjoy God's creation, uh, but you can also create uh, relationships and connections with other people at the same time. And, you know, I love baseball almost as much as anyone, but I've never played a game where I felt like I really got to know the person I was playing against on a deep level. And so for me, that's, that's an important part of physical ex- exercise as well is connection with other people. Right. And I, I associate golf al- along with being in the outdoors, hunting, fishing, all those kind of things mm-hmm. where you can really develop those relationships. A lot of times those may not be the best thing physically for you. I, I think walking, I think walking a golf course is a great physical activity. Oh yeah. Um, but with all those things being physically fit, helps you in those activities, hunting, fishing, oh, yeah. golf, all those kind of things. Um, and again, it's about doing something that you're willing to do. A lot of people mm-hmm. won't go to the gym, but you right. know, they might like to play golf. And then if we can get them to you know, walk the course sometimes, that would be even better. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just think it's really important for people, and you've mentioned it in here, that, that – some of the things you don't like to do and seem like punishment, you know, you mm-hmm. want to find something that you enjoy doing that also works on your physical self. And there's so many things that, that people can find. And I would encourage them right. to find something that they enjoy doing that can work on their, their physical yeah. self. Well, what is your favorite way to work on your spiritual self? Uh, well, like I said, music and podcasts and sermons, um, those are things where I feel like I hear God speak most clearly, um, but also through other people's stories, how, how God's worked through other people's lives. Um, that's something that I think I can always learn from. And, and, you know, I'm not always someone who likes spending my daily quiet time, you know, quiet, alone. Um, I like to be moving or, you know, sitting, having coffee with someone and hearing their story, that sort of stuff that's a little bit more active. Um, in working on my spiritual self. One of the things I love about doing this podcast is the fact that I've had the chance to meet and talk to so many different people with so many different backgrounds, people that were basically born in the church and those that, you know, I, I talked to one person that never opened a Bible till they were 23. Just so many oh, different wow. kinds of stories. Uh, yeah. It's so interesting to see how God works in in different lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you have a favorite Bible verse you'd like to share with us? Um, yeah, I'm, it's pretty simple. Mine is Galatians five six, which is um, it says what's important is faith expressing itself as love. Absolutely. And uh, I just think it's so simple, and sometimes we overcomplicate faith. And um, in that verse, I think it just really shows, you know, what's important: it's faith expressing itself in love. Being a coach, I always like to talk about winning, and when you look through the Bible and, and you just decipher everything and get it all down to the nuts and bolts, it's about us being here because God loves us. That's why he created us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's about us loving him and loving others. And so your right. verse fits right in with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Well, how about yeah. a favorite quote? Um, 
you know, I'm not really a huge quote person. I, you know, I love reading C.S. Lewis, and so he's got so many great ones. But I also just love a good song lyric. Um, and there's a new song, fairly new, by Hillsong called Splinters and Stones, which just think the whole, the whole, um, all the lyrics in that song are, are really great. And there's a, there's a little portion on John 8, on the woman caught in adultery, that uh, if you haven't heard that song, I would highly recommend checking it out. And what is the song again? It's called Splinters and Stones by Hillsong. Okay. I will yeah. look for that and put a link. I'm going to put a link when we air this episode in a few weeks so that people can listen to that song when they cool. hear this. Cool. Yeah. Well, how about the million-dollar question? I never let anyone leave the podcast without yeah. answering yeah. this one. If you could only put yeah. one thing on a T-shirt or billboard that everyone you know or with whom you come in contact could see every single day, what would that one thing be? I think that for me, it would be find your passion. And that's, you know, whether that's physical exercise, your career, uh, whatever that is, find what you enjoy doing, and it won't feel like work, and you'll you'll just be a naturally good fit at it. Um, you'll want to get better, and it glorifies God. I think we've been given these passions and talents and gifts and for a reason, so that um, so we can follow those things and we can glorify God through those things. And um, and if you don't know your passion, don't be afraid to try something new. Um, it might not work out, but you'll learn something and gotten closer to finding out what your passion is. So for me, that's kind of my my. Uh, what I would put on a t-shirt is find your passion. I like that. Uh, earlier we talked about love being that most important thing. And so when people talk about purpose, I like to say that the purpose is loving God and loving others. But mm-hmm. finding the fit, I kind of take that term with fitness with a little parentheses around the word fit. Finding yeah. that fit in loving God and loving others has to do with that passion you're talking about. Finding that right yeah. place to do it. Right, right. Yep. Well, how can people find you if they want to get a hold of you? Well, I like to spend time on Twitter. That's kind of my main form of social media communication. So I'm my handle is at epate88. That's E-P-E-Y-T-8-8. Uh, so I'd love to hear from anyone listening. If, you know, if it's golf, Packers, Huskers, Faith, whatever it is, would love to hear from you. Golf, Packers, and Huskers. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you want to let people know about the exciting event that you have going on in the next week or so, and and obviously by the time this is aired in a few weeks, this event will have already happened. So, pretty significant yep. thing going on in your life. Yeah, yeah. My wife is thirty nine weeks pregnant, so we are expecting our first child any day now. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, pretty exciting for us. What an exciting time. So it's interesting that we're recording this today, and by the time this comes out, you will have a much busier schedule. Yep, yep, we will. We'll have a brand-new baby boy. Well, do we have a name? We do, we do. It hasn't been revealed yet, but oh, we've got a name. Secret name, okay. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, well, hopefully we'll have some pictures to put up on the website when you – uh, when this is aired, and I will yeah, have definitely. links so people can get a hold of you and a link to that song. Eric, Excellent. I really Excellent. appreciate you joining us today. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you. I'm sure all our, our golf fans will will love having you talk to them a little bit today. Now, me, I'm a hacker, and 
I say that I'm a very consistent golfer, play about once a year, and so there are no expectations. So it's not right. frustrating to me because I don't expect much. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to go into it. I, I actually keep score by the number of balls I lose versus the number of balls I find. Oh, yeah. Yep. So that's my Just way to do it. got to stay positive, right? Yep. Well, Eric, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, appreciate you being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. When I'm coaching teams and we come to the end of a practice or game, we gather together for a couple of reminders before we part ways. These are your reminders. Check out the website at fitnessandfaithministries.org where you will find valuable tools and information like our weekly blog study, exertion video links, and links to healthy recipes. It's all designed to help you find your fit. Please use the contact page to send us your Fitness and Faith funny or suggest someone who would be a great interview. We'd also appreciate you sharing this podcast. You never know when a few words of Fitness and Faith encouragement might make a significant impact in someone's life. Thanks again for listening to the Fitness and Faith podcast. And remember, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith.